Hello, people of New York and people visiting New York. We know that your commute can be boring, so we have created a little game for you that you can play on the subway or when you're walking around town. Whenever you see that bright pink and yellow poster for Radio Love Fest, all you have to do is snap a photo of it and then tweet it to us at NPR Ask Me Another with the hashtag I Spy Radio Love Fest. One lucky winner will receive a pair of tickets to see us at our show June 6th at the Brooklyn Academy of Music with our special guests. They might be Giants and Jed and Robert from Radio Lab. So remember, use the hashtag I Spy Radio Love Fest and send us your shots to at NPR Ask Me Another. And if you want more info and details, just go to our Facebook page. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And this week's VIP is actor and director John Turturro. So coming up, we'll talk to John about his new film, Fading Gigolo. But first, let's welcome a man who puts the gig in Gigolo, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. I have no idea what that means. But I'm very flattered. Thank you. You make it fun. You well, make thanks. it fun. Thanks. Our first game is called Awe Inspiring. And here to play, we have Seth Bison Hirsch and Kat Feck. Welcome, Seth. Kat, uh, can you share with us one awe-inspiring moment from your life, Kat? Well, recently I've taken up um, pet portraiture because I'm an adult. Pet portraiture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I love you so much right now. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> um, this in depth. Yeah, let's get into it. So I have, I have a lot of clients, but there's really just the one that I prefer the most, which is my cat. So they're, <laughs> they're all of her. So uh, it's just a lot of me painting my cat. And, uh, oh, wait a second. You're painting. For some reason, I thought it was photography, oh, but this is on. intense. Okay. Yeah. And I came home one day, and my cat, Darjeeling, was sitting on a... This is, this is all made up, right? <laughs> this is all made up? My therapist swears it all happened. <laughs> so she was sitting on my chair, and it looked like she had been doing a self-portrait. Oh. Okay, yeah, that was awe. That is a big, big awe. Seth? What do you got? Um, you better be painting something gorgeous. No painting, but writing songs. So it's, All right, it's we're, well, I'm using in. my hands. I'm using in. my hands. Uh, the first song I ever wrote uh, was for my mom for her birthday when I was younger. It was called I Loved My Mom. See, it got Oz right now. And that is also when I learned uh, that you can write songs for people and not have to buy them gifts. Ah, so it, yes. it has saved me a lot of money over the years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I recognize that cheapness a mile away. I wouldn't accept (laughs) it for one second. So the internet has given us even more reasons to say awe with videos of cute animals. Cat, right? Like, my favorite are the interspecies cuddling that animals do. I love that. So for this game, all of the answers will contain an awe sound. And regardless of their cuteness, you must pronounce them as if you are watching a video of a baby corgi hugging a stuffed animal of a baby corgi. (laughs) And that does exist. We will tweet out the link. Don't you worry. So let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung, for an example. So if we said it's a place where high school assemblies are held, you would say, aw, ditorium. Aw. Aw. Right, it's half aw and half, oh. (laughs) So give us your best aww sound if you want the point. Otherwise, nope, no point. Got it? And the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Let's do it. It's the Texas city that hosts the South by Southwest Music Festival. Seth. Austin. (laughs) Yes. That was sort of a dentist-like aww. (laughs) But I liked how forward it was. Thank you, thank you. I could see you doing a Keep Austin Adorable slogans. <laughs> He's twice shared top movie billing with Owen Wilson, once as an adult intern and once as a wedding crasher. Seth. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Is it better that time? 
Yeah, I feel like that's... Uh, you made it sound like Vince Vaughn's career is so sliding downhill. <laughs> but uh, I liked it. I liked it. It's going to work. This crustacean might be found in a traditional Louisiana gumbo. Cat. Crawfish. Crawfish is correct. <laughs> Did you hear the gentleness in that set? Did you hear the gentleness? I'll work on it. Ah. <laughs> uh. She plays April Ludgate on NBC's Parks and Recreation. Oh, you guys both went crazy for that cat. Aubrey Plaza. Yes, Aubrey Plaza. This cult classic and sequel to Night of the Living Dead primarily takes place inside of a shopping mall during the zombie apocalypse. Oh, wow, we found a hole in both of their knowledge base. No? It's not the night. Cat. Day. That <laughs> <laughs> was a very good try, Cat. I, I admire the attempt. Abby Plaza. <laughs> uh, let's see, anyone out there? Dawn. Yes, that was very good. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Yes. This is your last question. The title of one of President Obama's memoirs named after a line from his 2004 Democratic Convention speech. Seth. The audacity of hope. Exactly. That one I've read. Yes. You kind of said it like I would expect a Republican to say it, which was good. (laughs) All right, Art, how did our contestants do? Both contestants did awesome, but (laughs) Seth is our winner. Congratulations. Seth, we will see you again at the end of the show. Let's say hello to Sophia Shu and Rob Monaco. Now, Jonathan, before you were a nerd rock icon... Yes. Did you uh, have a day job of sorts? I did. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I wrote software. Oh, yeah? What kind yeah. of stuff? Uh, you know, uh, database software for executive recruiting firms using uh, Visual Basic and Microsoft SQL Server. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty sexy. Great. A lot yeah. of people listening right now are going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I have to pull over for a little while. <laughs> did, uh, what, what, you, were, you were born into the radio, of course. You've always yeah, been here. No, I did, I, I did IT work. Uh, I did not go to school with it. I learned it from computer geeks. Uh, I am IT pretty. <laughs> so they helped me out a lot. <laughs> What are your day jobs inside Hustle, Sophia? Well, I actually am director of technology. Hey, look and at that. So We're all the same. I understood every single word you said, Jonathan. Oh, that's great. Every single one. Are you director of technology for, like, everything, the whole world? No. I wish. I wish. Then things would run smoother, no? Right, right. But, but my side job, actually, I'm a food writer. Oh. Which means I also cook and bake. You make that sound both mysterious, intriguing, and sexy. And hopefully delicious. And hopefully delicious. Fantastic. Rob, how about you? Uh, well, you know, by day, I am a mild-mannered sixth-grade social studies teacher. Oh, This is a teacher love. Aww. Teacher love. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And what's the uh, by night? So my, my secret kind of alter ego is that I have a thriving history podcast on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I never have heard those two words together. (laughs) Well, this game is called Stick to Your Day Job because sometimes an actor really just wants to sing, a musician really just wants to act, and the world's greatest basketball player really just wants to play minor league baseball. (laughs) In this game, you must guess the famous people who might be better off sticking to their day jobs. Puzzle guru Art Chung, how about an example? Some folks might characterize his singing in the band 30-odd-foot-of-grunts as Les Miserables, <laughs> but this Academy Award winner is known as Master and Commander of the Acting World. That would be Russell Crowe. All right. Ring in when you know the answer. Some Germans credit his singing with bringing down the Berlin Wall, but in the U.S., this Knight Rider's music went over like a talking car wreck. <laughs> Rob. David Hasselhoff? That's right. <laughs> 
His acting in Fight Club and Fighting on the Apprentice may leave you cold, but this heavyweight rock star can sing like a bat out of hell. Rob. Meatloaf. That is correct. If you asked Bill Murray, he might kindly whisper that this actress's 2008 album of Tom Waits covers gets lost in translation. Rob. Scarlett Johansson. That's right. This singer could have used an umbrella in her 2012 film debut, the action-adventure movie Battleship, where she spent most of her time in a wet Navy uniform, yelling lines like, What's wrong with you, drama queen? <laughs> Rob. Rihanna? Yeah, Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this former Victoria's Secret supermodel and creator of America's Next Top Model may have stretched too far when she wrote the 2011 young adult novel Model Land about what else? A magical boarding school for models. You're both more disgusted than ready to answer, but... (laughs) I can see her face, and I know that she loves this one dessert that is extremely, horribly terrible for you. It is full of butter and chocolate and nothing else, but I cannot bring up her name and cannot summon her name at this moment. That is correct! (laughs) We'll take it. I don't think we can accept I, that as I'm an answer. I'm not sure we can accept that. Um, she created America's Next Top Model. What's her catchphrase? Is it smize? Smize? It's like you smile with your eyes? Yes. Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. There you right. go. <laughs> this pop star came to a crossroads when it came to acting. But after winning the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actress, she did not say, hit me, baby, one more time, to additional movie roles. Sophia. Britney Spears. You got it. His covers of hits like Mr. Tambourine Man and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds were much maligned and mocked, but his role as captain of the Starship Enterprise has been smooth sailing for nearly 50 years. Rob. William Shatner. That is correct. Uh, In this game, Rob was our winner. Congratulations, Rob. We will see you at the Ask Me One More final round. Coming up, wouldn't it be amazing if John Turturro came out here and performed your favorite lines from his movies? That would be incredible, right? Well, uh, that's about to happen, so don't go away. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. You know what you should also listen to? Snap Judgment with Glenn Washington. Snap Judgment is storytelling with a beat. It's intimate, musical kind of storytelling that features stories that connect and captivate and invite you to listen close. So check it out. Snap Judgment. Find it on iTunes under podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg with house musician Jonathan Colton and puzzle guru Art Chung. And let's welcome our very important puzzler, John Turturro. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Is this your first live uh, quiz show experience? (laughs) That I'm not being paid for? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I'm not cheating. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Congratulations on your new movie, Fading oh, thank you. Gigolo. Uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. 
which he wrote, directed, and starred in. And it is a, it's a very funny but very heartwarming. Uh, you play the role of a gigolo, but also it's a lot about people dealing with people's loneliness and human connection. Uh, and I assume that you, it was largely autobiographical? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was a gigolo for seven years. And, yeah. But how, how did you get inspired to write a tale about this kind I, of character? Uh, I was thinking that uh, I knew that Woody Allen was sort of, he liked my work, and I'm a huge fan of his, and I thought we'd be an interesting team together in something. And I was thinking, well, what would we be doing? So uh, I had a friend who had a bookstore, and he was the same age as Woody, lost a bookstore, and I was thinking, wow, maybe we could wind up in the sex business. And... Uh, <laughs> I shared my, uh, my crazy idea with uh, our hair cutter, who uh, is Woody's hair cutter, and my hair cutter. His name is Anthony. And Anthony uh, talked to Woody, and Woody said, it's a great idea, have John call me. <laughs> and the uh, first time, uh, so Anthony calls me up, and he speaks very slowly. That's how he talks, Anthony. And he said, uh, John, I have good news. Woody wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have a script. I just had an idea. So I went to Woody's office, and, and he said, so we share a barber? And, uh, <laughs> and I said, yes. And they said, so tell me about it. And I said, well, you know, I'd be the hoe, and you'd be my pimp. And he said, that's very funny. And then I said, then I said something else I forget. And he said, well, that's not funny. And, and then I said one other thing. He said, well, that could be funny. And... Uh, and then we decided that I would write it, and then he would give me his feedback, which I didn't know was going to be merciless. It was? Uh, oh, it was beyond merciless. You know, it was like, this is terrible. Yeah, I, I hate this. I could be wrong. But, you know, uh, <laughs> blow me off if you want to. And uh, anyway, and then he asked me one day, can you get the money? And I said, uh, well, I'll try, and I did. So, and now I'm here. So. Wow. Uh, You've worked with uh, so many great directors, mm-hmm. uh, Spike Lee, your Coen brothers, to name just a few, but do you, uh, when you work with directors, do you think, okay, I'm going to definitely use that as influence when I direct? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. When I work with Michael Bay, that's not an... That's not an no, because no, no. he blows everything up all the time. Right. I actually was in all those movies, and I based, basically I just imitate Michael Bay. And he thinks I'm hysterical, and basically all I'm doing is mirroring him. Uh, uh, He's like, but, that's yes. fantastic. You're like, yes. I'm mocking you. Yeah. But, no, I'm not mocking him. I do it with affection. He's quite interesting, actually, in his own way. I, I wouldn't want to be his girlfriend, but uh, that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but he's talented uh, visually. If you watch his films with the sound off, you, know, you can follow him. Still good. Yeah, they're really good. Okay, John, we're going to subject you to your... Uh, your I'm own... in a lot of trouble with him now. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Michael. Yeah. Uh, We're going to uh, put you in your own Ask Me Another Challenge a little later in the show, but right now, right. you are going to help us out with a phone game. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Mike Lopresti calling from San Francisco. Hello, Mike. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Uh, I'm just here with Jonathan Colton, Art Chung, and John Turturro. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to uh, be talking to all of you guys, especially uh, my fellow Paisan from the Northeast, Mr. Totoro. Oh, look at that. Sucking up already. Nice. (laughs) So I'm told that you watched 123 movies last year. Uh, Yeah, that is correct. And so what happened? There's 365 days in a year, so... uh... Yeah, you know, I was I, I was thinking about that when I uh, when, when I when I tell people that uh, that number and 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 it started to give me pause about what exactly my social life was like <laughs> that year. So, Mike, you are in for a treat. Here's what's going to happen. This is a game called Master Class with John Turturro, and I can hardly believe what's going to happen. But John has graciously agreed to perform lines from characters he's played over the years, and you have to guess. You have to guess which movies the lines are from. And if you get enough right, uh, well, we're going to send you an Ask Me Another prize, but I think right now you've won already. <laughs> so are you ready? It feels like it. I am ready, yes. I'm a writer, you monsters. I create. I create for a living. I'm a creator. I am a creator. 
This is my uniform. This is how I serve the common man. Mike, go ahead. So um, that to me sounds like Barton Fink. That is correct. This week on 21, watch Herb Stemple get fed to the Columbia Lions. Watch Charles Van Duren eat his first kosher meal. This week on 21. Uh, that would be Quiz Show. Yes. We should have done obscure films with him. <laughs> Mike, is, Mike is too good. We're giving him softballs, Yeah, right? these are easy. These are easy. Okay. Are ready? I'm ready. I'm just a grifter, huh, Tom? I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody, but I tell you that I never crossed a friend, Tom. I never killed anybody. I never crossed a friend, nor you, I bet. We're not like those animals. I can't die. I can't die out here in the woods like a dumb animal. Uh, I'm going to guess Miller's Crossing on that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a little more obscure, maybe. Uh-oh. Hang in there, Mike. <laughs> I'm in a mood, Dave. A bad mood. A very bad mood. I was fired from my ice cream truck today. No more fudgicles. Uh, You're never going to get this, Mike. Give up. Well, well hold on. I, it's over I wonder, you, Mike. though. Your I, highbrow. Your highbrow. That, I, well, I, I, that sounds a little... Could that be like Adam Sandler-y? Oh, I know that yeah. there, there was like an Adam, there was an Adam Sandler movie or two in your oeuvre, and Mike actually works for me. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's in charge of my archives. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, right. Okay, uh, was it Mr. Deeds? Okay, so we'll give you one more chance. I mean, this, you know, yeah, I, sure. I did one other Adam. John Sandler says film. one more chance. We're Go in. ahead. Uh, anger management? Yo! <laughs> Paisan! Okay. Nice! Bellissimo, Paisan. Okay. Wow! Right. This is the last signore. one, right? Grazie. Okay, last one. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> What's this day of rest? What's this bullshit? I don't care, it don't matter to Jesus. You're not fooling me, man. You might fool the in the league office, but you don't fool Jesus, this Bush League, psycho stuff, laughable man. Ha! If you don't get this, Mike, you're not my friend. Nope. Mr. Totoro, if I can say how incredible a privilege it is for me to be on the phone listening to you perform Jesus from The Big Lebowski, live and in person. I don't know what the person is. Mike, Mike, you're the guy who saw 123 films last year. Let's be honest. It's my honor to do it for you, Mike. You pay to see movies. That was... Amazing, and congratulations, Mike. You are going to win and ask me another Rubik's Cube that I think we might be able to convince John to autograph for you. Oh, my goodness. So thank you so much for playing. Thank you guys so much. It was an incredible privilege. Thank you very much. (laughs) Mike, and how about a hand for John Tatura, everybody? Hey, listeners, if you want to star in your very own quiz show, we're looking for some worthy contestants both on the phone and right here on stage. So do the right thing and take our contestant quiz. Just send us an email to askmeanother at npr.org. Let's meet our next two contestants, Benny Goldman and Alex Konigsberg. Hello, Benny. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. You're really into rap music, but you also enjoy bowling? I love that. Two of my favorite things that is a in great... life. <laughs> are you part of a bowling league? I am in a bowling league, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I combine my love of music with my love of bowling. Okay. And I got fortunate enough to join a team that already had the name Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you guys have t-shirts or anything? Oh, yeah. They're beautiful. They're like the queen logo, but they're bowling pins instead of the Oh, you know. yeah. Beautiful. It's and great. so when you walk in, are people scared of you? Oh, like, they're no. definitely afraid. Well, we haven't made the playoffs. I've been on the team for uh, four years now. And yep. It's always next season. 
Alex, I love this tidbit about you that your parents were hippies, so you didn't watch television until late in life? Yes. Um, Twelve or Twelve. so. Yeah. God, what did you do in those formative years? So I lived in the middle of nowhere, um, so I got really into horseback riding, and I was also able to play Star Wars in my backyard. But you had no reference level for Star Wars. How did you know what no, it was? No, I could watch movies. You could Any- watch movies? Oh, okay. Got Anything it. we could get from the library. I could watch, oh. and we could get Star Wars, because it was more or less filmed in my backyard, so we kind of had the set for the forest moon of Endor. Really? Yeah. Where was your backyard? Um, Northern California. <laughs> I was Ex- be like, oh. Exactly. A little town called Woodacre. Oh, yes, okay, sure, of, yeah. Of course, no, don't, yes, no, yes. no, no, no. But they had a library, <laughs> that's all that matters. All right, so this game is called Pop the Question. And, of course, I'll never forget the day my current husband proposed to me. <laughs> you are still in your first marriage, right, Jonathan? Yes, that's right. Still still in my first marriage. Thanks. Thank you very much. I know, much. it's bad to talk about it that temporary, but that's how it no, it's you, you know it it's a great. It's a great, uh, for a first marriage, it's a great uh, situation. <laughs> I love you, honey. So, contestants, I'm going to play songs whose titles are questions, but I'm going to replace each title with a different perhaps less frequently asked question. All you have to do is identify the original question that is each song's title. And this is the one time where it is required to answer in the form of a question. (laughs) The answer is a question, you see. I just blew your minds. Here we go. What do birds sing so gay? Lovers await the break of day. Why do hands fit in gloves? Why does the rain fall from up above? Why do hands fit in gloves? Why do hands fit in gloves? Alex. Why do they fall in love? Yeah, that's right. Oh, hold on. Actually, uh, can you be more specific? What is the title of the song? Why Do Fools Fall in yes. Love? There you Why go. Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Thank you. But nice singing voice. Yeah, beautiful. And a little beautiful. bit of that. I trained for the opera. You trained for the opera? Yes. You are full of things, Alex. <laughs> Deep That's web. what happens when you don't watch television. I know. You get to learn how to do stuff. I'm in a bowling week. <laughs> With music. Can't wait to hear you sing. I'm looking forward. You were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar When I met you Picked you out, I shook you up and turned you around And turned you into someone new Don't, don't you have fleas No, I can't believe it when I hear that you won't see me Don't, don't you have fleas no, I don't believe you when you say that you don't need me. Alex. Don't you want me, baby? Yes. <laughs> that is correct. There's an extra baby. There's an extra baby. <laughs> baby. But, uh, yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, 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 we'll take that. You may applaud. Yeah. All right, here we go. Do you moisturize? Cause you have the most beautiful face Do you moisturize? Benny Do you realize? That's correct (laughs) In my heart the fire's burning Choose my color, find a star Precious people always tell me That's a step, a step too far Do you really like beef jerky? Do you really want to make me cry? Do you really like beef jerky? Benny, do you really want to hurt me? No, I don't, but yes, that is the right answer. 
It's like a vegan's lament, the way he sang it. Where's your singing? Benny. I'm working on it. I'm working up to it. <laughs> He's got to perfect the bowling first. And then we'll <laughs> yeah. it'll get a long way to go. Why don't you stay the evening, kick back and watch the TV, and I'll fix a little something to eat. Oh, I know your back hurts from working on the tractor. How do you take your coffee, my sweet? I will raise the children if you pay all the bills. Where is my John Wayne? Where is my prairie song? Where is my happy ending? Why do nerds love Comic-Con? Benny. Where have all the cowboys gone? Yes! You sounded eerily like Paula Cole. I know. Thank you. Working on that one. Yeah. Very good, very good. Okay, this is your last clue. Do the chairs in your parlor seem empty and bare? Do you gaze at your doorstep and picture me there? Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell me, dear, are your hamstrings too tight? Alex. Are you lonesome tonight? You got it. How did they do, Art? We have a tie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. They just high-fived. Okay, here's your tiebreaker question. The theme song to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood ends with the question, Please won't you what? Benny. Be my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are correct. Close game, but congratulations, Benny. You are moving on to our Ask Me One More final round coming at the end of the show. And coming up, we're going to see what our VIP John Turturro knows about fellow thespian Christopher Walken. So stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. Sure, it's easy to be a know-it-all from the comfort of your own home, but why not show the world by being a contestant on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Ask Me Another is looking for contestants to compete live at BAM on Friday, June 6th, part of WNYC's Radio Love Fest. With special musical guests, they might be giants. So just email askmeanother at npr.org for details. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and please welcome to the stage Diane Felsen and Deanna Mono. Welcome to you both. So this game is called Forget About It, and it's about things we forgot. Sounds funny, but uh, Diana, do you have a, a time in your life that you forgot something, maybe a little embarrassing? Yeah, so I'm a scientist, and um, so I got to talk at one of my kids' schools so I was doing the final thing was going to be the volcano where you put the vinegar and the baking soda. And so the whole time I was there, I led up to the fact that we were going to have this big reveal at the end. And when I go to do the volcano, I realized that I have like one teaspoon of baking soda. And so I put it in and it's like nothing. So that was really embarrassing. But what was worse was the kids all wrote thank you notes and it was you know, dear Mrs. Sokol, it was so nice of you to come, and we really feel bad that the volcano didn't work, but it's okay, you can come back. Aww, they were sweet. You know what, you taught them disappointment, which is a very important thing to learn early. It's like like being a scientist and trying to get research grants. (laughs) Right, exactly. You're preparing them for the real world. Deanna, do you have a story about embarrassingly forgetting something? Yeah, so when I was in high school, I used to be really into drama, so we had this play, Crazy For You, and the finale was this big dance number, and there were supposed to be these showgirls, and I was cast as one of the showgirls. Nice. And they rented us these like beautiful like 
Vegas showgirl costumes, and they somehow forgot that Vegas showgirl costumes are just pasties and a thong. (laughs) (laughs) So we all went out, and we bought feather boas to cover up our, you know, bits and pieces with. When I was getting changed into this finale costume, I forgot the boa. So that just ended up happening. That just ended up happening. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Those were both amazing. (laughs) What a fun way to start this game called Forget About It. This is a game where we're going to name all the items in a specific category except one. Okay, so it would be like pasties, feathers, you know, like that. (laughs) So we're going to name in a category except one, and you have to ring in and tell me what item we forgot to mention. Puzzle Guru Art Chung have an example. So if we said the four major professional tennis tournaments are Wimbledon, the Australian Open, the U.S. Open, and what? You'd say the French Open. Forget about it. That's right. So ring in when you know the answer. And you have to give us your best Brooklyn accent, just like Art Chung did right there. Art Chung from Brooklyn, New York. Forget about it. And tag it with the word forget about it. And the winner of this game will move on to her Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. All right, here we go. Months with exactly 30 days. September, November, April. Diane. June. Uh, Forget about it. There you go. (laughs) I'm sorry, I forgot about it. You forgot forgot about it. The four largest U.S. states by land area, Alaska, California, Montana, Diane. Texas, forget about it. That's right. (laughs) Y'all. Standard Starbucks sizes. Tall, venti, trenta. Deanna. Oh, they don't do small. <laughs> no, they don't. Tall Venti Trenta Grande? Yes, and forget about there it. There you go. <laughs> the four most visited U.S. national parks Great Smoky Mountains, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, Deanna. Yosemite? Forget about it. Yes! <laughs> Top four U.S. newspapers by average daily circulation. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Los Angeles Times. Diane. USA Today? Forget about it. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) All right, this is your last question. The Spice Girls. (laughs) Sporty, posh, scary, ginger... Deanna. Baby. Forget about it. All right. (laughs) Baby, forget about it. Nice work, Deanna. We have a tie. Hands on your buzzers. The male Bradys on the Brady Bunch. Mike, Peter, Bobby. Diane. Greg, forget about it. You got it. Well done, Diane. We'll see you again in our Ask Me One More final round in just a bit. Please welcome back our very important puzzler, John Turturro. Now, John, I see that you brought a lifeline with you to play this round. Yes, she's, she's my better half. She's your better half. Would you like to introduce her to the listeners at home? It's Kathy Borowitz. She's my wife. Oh, Catherine, would you say you have a trivia expertise if we had no, to nail down a category? No, no, no? just totally desperate. No. <laughs> <laughs> she has lots of degrees. Give her if some hard questions. Pop culture is completely I, useless. But I mean, you have lots of degrees? Yes, she has degrees. many degrees. Oh, yeah, what are they in? Well, music and linguistics yeah. first, and then um, education with reading disabilities, and then drama. That's where I met John. Yeah. Oh. I, I didn't have a reading disability, even though I'm a little <laughs> dyslexic. <laughs> I mean, almost. <laughs> well, lucky for you, we are quizzing you, uh, too, about someone that I be- believe you like very much, Christopher Walken. Yeah, sure. Now, you all work together 
Okay. You all worked together uh, in a film, Romance and Cigarettes. Is that how you got to know him, or did you know uh, him before? No, I worked in another movie, Search and Destroy, with Chris, and I also directed him in Illuminata, which Kathy was in, right, uh, with Chris. And then I directed him in uh, Romance and Cigarettes. And I think, is there any other film I was in with him? I think, no. That's it, yes. Oh, and God's Behaving Badly. Uh, yes, I did See, like four I films. God's yeah, that's great. God's Behaving Badly. Chris is one of the funniest people uh, you could ever meet, and he's actually a really sweet guy, too. Well, we were delighted that this is what you wanted us to write a quiz about. Uh, all right. So we are about to learn a lot more about the actor whose real name is Ronald Walker. Ronnie, yes. Yeah. Actually, his real name is Ronnie. He was a backup dancer for Mimi Van Doren. Uh, and she said to him one night after the show, he was one of the, her trio, because he was a dancer first. She said, you know, I don't see you as a Ronnie. I see you as a Chris. And Chris said, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, you know, I'm a little depressed about that because I'm much more of a Nick. <laughs> so when I... <laughs> When I directed him in Romance and Cigarettes, I was going to actually say introducing Nick Walken. You know what I mean? <laughs> I still like to do that That's someday. <laughs> He's the greatest. I like that he has other names for himself. Yeah. Well, it's true, right? Don't you feel like sometimes? Oh, are you kidding with a name like Ophira? I'm like, please call me Debbie, Jane, Sally. I'll take anything. Okay, Sally. <laughs> yeah, go. Sally. Sally's kind of sweet. <laughs> Okay, so if you get enough questions right, Stephen Schoenfelder in Seattle, Washington, is going to win the hottest item that we have on the Ask Me Another uh, prize package. It's an anagram t-shirt. So stakes are high, all right? All right. God. Get ready. Go for it, John. It's hard to imagine, but Chris Walken was almost cast in the sci-fi classic Star Wars. Walken was reportedly George Lucas's second choice to play which of these iconic roles? Han Solo, Darth Vader, or C-3PO? Darth Vader. <laughs> but he could also be Han Solo. He just would be a more eccentric version of it. Han Solo is the right answer. That's right. who George Lucas... Okay. So that, that, that's the wrong answer I gave, really. It's the wrong answer, and then you gave the right answer. Right. Because you thought about Han it. Han Solo. I like it if you said, my name's Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blow you out of here, man, Darth Vader. <laughs> I would have liked Star Wars a lot better if Chris Walken was in it. I never even saw Star Wars until 20 years later, but if Chris would have been in it, Han Solo. Yeah. I'm Hans, and I'm going solo. <laughs> Walken supposedly lived on bananas, water, and rice for a whole week to achieve a gaunt look for which one of his movies? The Deer Hunter. That is correct. Before becoming an actor, one of Walken's early jobs was as what? Was it a major league baseball player, a singing telegram performer, or a lion tamer? A singing telegram performer. Right? Catherine, you agree? Yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Wrong. Lion Tamer. Lion Tamer, yes. sure. I know. I was going to say that. Sure. I was in that cage with a lion. No wonder he's the way he is. Yeah. Now, Lion tried to eat me. I said, Whoa, Lion. I, I'm out of here. I could do Chris for hours. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with them. Oh. This is better than the right answers. This is entertainment. <laughs> Forget the right answers. No need. Sure. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. According to Walken, what is one thing he ignores when he reads a script? Uh, punctuation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I cross it all out and stage directions, too. <laughs> He cries, he chokes her. I just feel it and do it. That's it. No, he takes out the punctuation. He's also a devoted cat owner. And supposedly he once said, I think that if actors had blank, it would change everything. Do you know what he was referring to? I have choices for you. Was it claws, tails, or litter boxes? What do you think, Catherine? Tails. Yes. Way to go. Sure. And a tail is good. <laughs> it's 
Especially if you can wag it. <laughs> I love that he thinks that would change everything in yeah. acting. Oh, it's just so much better. Okay. Art Chung, how do, we, how do our contestants do? <laughs> I think we're all winners here. <laughs> oh, fantastic. You had enough rights. Steven is going to get an Ask Me Another a t-shirt. Uh, and you guys were, uh, I mean, incredible. A big hand Thank for you. our VIPs. John Turturro and Catherine Borowitz. Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane. Touched down in the land of the Delta Blues, middle of the pouring rain. WC handy, won't you look down over me? Yeah, I got a first class ticket, but I'm as blue as a boy can be. Christopher walking in Memphis, walking with his feet ten feet off a beat. Christopher walking in Memphis, but do we really feel the way I feel? Christopher walking in Memphis, walking with his feet ten feet off a beat. Christopher walking in Memphis Do I really feel the way I feel? Jonathan Colton Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion Let's bring back from awe-inspiring Seth Bison-Hirsch From Stick to Your Day Job, Rob Monaco from Popping the Question, Benny Goldman, and from Forget About It, Diane Felson. Our puzzle guru, Art Chung, will take us out. This final round is titled Taking a Vowel of Poverty. In this game, all the answers will be words, phrases, and proper nouns that have only one of the five vowels in them. All the answers will feature that single vowel three or more times, but won't use any other vowels. So, for example, if I said... It's a two-piece bathing suit for women. You'd say bikini. We're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer, and the last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. Remember, every answer will have at least three vowels, all the same, and none of the answers contains a Y. Here we go, Seth. A word often used when performing a magic trick. Abracadabra. You got it. Rob, using your thumb to get a ride. Hitchhike. Can you uh, be more specific? Uh, All the vowels have to be the same. Hitching? I can't give it to you. I'm sorry. Can you step aside? Let's see if Benny knows the answer. Hitchhiking. Hitchhiking is what we're looking for. Sorry, Rob. Diane, a Hawaiian dress that is usually long, loose-fitting, and decorated with bright colors. Moo Moo. Well done. <laughs> Seth, dictionaries, encyclopedias, and almanacs are all considered this type of book. Reference. Correct. <laughs> Benny, it's an African country and the name of a 2005 DreamWorks animated feature. Madagascar. Yep, that's right. Diane, a type of thick cloud that is rounded on top and has a flat base. Cumulus. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Seth, another word for tricycle, or what tricycle literally means. Three-wheeler. That's right. <laughs> Benny, this U.S. state shares a border with eight other states, including Missouri, Alabama, and Virginia. Mississippi? No, I'm sorry. That's not the state we're looking for. Diane, do you know the answer? Tennessee? That's right. Thank you, Benny. <laughs> Benny, is that we're down to two players, Seth and Diane? Seth, an egotistical person who only thinks me, me, me might be described as this hyphenated word. Seth is drawing in the air. Self. Um, self. Esteemed? 
No that's, not, no, that's not the word we're looking for. I'm sorry. Diane, if you know the answer, you're our winner. Self-centered. You got it. <laughs> Diane, you're our Ask Me Another big winner. Congratulations. And as your grand prize, you're getting a copy of the soundtrack to Fading Gigolo, signed by John Turturro, and we're going to send you out for a night of bowling on us. Hairnets not included. So, congratulations. Thank you very much. And thanks once again to our VIP, John Turturro. That's our show. Thanks for listening. If you would like to come to a live taping of Ask Me Another at the Bell House in Brooklyn, just go to amatickets.org, and you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our musician is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. With additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Greg Lightman, Karen Lurie, Jess Miller, Greg Pliska, Robert Stackenberg, and Christine Walters. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, John Asante, Eleanor Kagan, and Annabelle Bacon, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Paul Ruest and Noriko Okabe. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House. Hot Hue Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Coming up on Ask Me Another, we take the show to St. Paul and play a game called City of Twins. The Winklevoss Twins also competed in the 2008 Summer Olympics in what event? Synchronized luge. Join me, Ophira Eisberg, and our VIP, author of Orange is the New Black, Piper Kerman, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Hey, you're still listening? All right. Well, thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Hey, did you know that there are lots of other great NPR podcasts out there? How about Snap Judgment? It is fantastic. Snap Judgment with Glenn Washington. It's storytelling with a beat. And it's an intimate kind of close musical storytelling. And it's stories that connect and captivate and invite you to listen very close. That's Snap Judgment. Check it out in iTunes under podcasts.